This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. Unfortunately, we are talking to you after a week of two losses for Ohio State basketball. But fortunately, we are here to tell you why the sky is not falling. But of course, we'll also give a little devil's advocate. We we bring it all. But more importantly, we have an incredible interview with Sean McNeil, hot boy, McLovin. I texted Joey in the middle of it, and it's disrespectful to be on your phone during an interview. But I texted Joey and said, greatest interview ever, question mark. That's for you guys to decide. You also can decide to try and make a little more money if you live in the state of Ohio by gambling with Betfred. All right, here's the deal. Betfred provides the most personalized betting experience on the market from in-person events with betting competitions, weekly promo offers that fit your betting size, patterns, and the personal touch that you won't get anywhere else. Betfred gives you more. Right now, they're running a great special. Sign up, Make a deposit, make some bets, and get $1,111 in bonus bets. The breakdown on that is bet 50, get 111 in your account immediately, and then 200 back in losses per week for the next five weeks after your first bet and deposit. That means you can get up to $1,111 of free bets, and you're going to need it just like we would have needed it if we had money on the Browns and Ohio State today, which we tweeted about. So we need it. Uh, I will say from personal experience, it was very refreshing seeing the $111 uh, free bet in my account this morning. Um, I had Marcus Smart over uh, three and a half rebounds last night. Um, uh, put, a, put a 50 spot on it because that was the what you needed, obviously, to get the the bets back. That's not the normal unit of mine per se, but it's in theory, a free ish bet. Uh, he had two rebounds in the first half and then left for the locker room. So that hurt, but it hurt less when I got the, the, the money back and free bets. I'll tell you the first bet I'm using my free bets on as you're listening to this. If you hopefully are listening in time, max Duggan over 28 and a half rushing yards. But that's neither here nor there. This is an Ohio state show. We wish Ohio state was playing in the national championship game. That's a great I, bet, by the way. That's a great bet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was telling Andrew, uh, me and Andrew talk during every game. Uh, Andrew's firing off tweets. I'm firing off tweets. And we're texting. It's the same old story. I told Andrew, what did I tell you today, Andrew, during the game and after? What did I tell you? You told me you were the most mad you've ever been during and after a basketball game. Is it fair for me to say as a fan, or you're going to go all the way, even as a player, this is the more, most mad you've ever been. No, as a fan, as a fan, for sure. As a player, I there were plenty of games where I was like really sad, like sitting on the bench, just like make this stop, like make it end. But as a uh, after game, you're sad because you lost, not, not necessarily because of how the performance of the team was. Today, I was like mad based on Ohio State's core values, what the – program is founded on that not being it didn't happen it's the non-negotiables as you'll hear about in the in the interview with sean there's a few things at ohio state that are non-negotiables and it's really just energy and effort that's what the the grand scheme of things are and it could be because it was on the road it could be after losing a tough game against purdue it could be because there's no zed but the energy and effort today against maryland was not there throw out the game against purdue we're not even going to talk about it really because the truth of the matter is, quickly to sum it up, um, Purdue is, is really, really good. We should have won that game. We had every chance to win that game. But at the end of the day, you lose your arguably most important player four minutes in. You're playing lineups you've never had before. You have a chance to win that game. You should have won that game. Take the positives. We move forward. Okay, that, Forget about Purdue. But the Maryland game... I really don't think there were many negatives from Purdue. The only negative is closing out games. That's kind of been the snake bitten thing for Ohio state this year. We are positive. So we won't talk about that, but the truth of the matter is Maryland, there's some negatives that, that we have to address. Um, as a fan, as a former player, the, the only time you get mad is not when guys are making or missing shots or turning the ball over. Um, 
or missing free throws, right? That that's not when you get mad. You get mad when you're not rebounding. The other team is getting every 50-50 ball, and it feels like you're not playing as hard as you can. I'm not out there. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the bench. I'm not saying guys aren't trying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can't win games in the Big Ten putting out the performance that we had today. I think that Maryland out-rebounded us at a level that I've never seen since Holtman started coaching here. I don't care about missing our starting center. I don't care about playing guys who are 6'6 maximum across the board basically all day. I don't care that Maryland started four guys 6'7 and above today. I don't care about that. Offensive rebounds happen, right? It happens because you're big, whatever. The offensive rebounds that they were getting were from lack of effort from Ohio State. And that just can't happen. And you can't expect to win games at home, on the road, against Nebraska, against Purdue, against Maryland, against whoever. You just can't expect that to happen. So from the the bottom line is, like Andrew alluded to at the beginning, the sky is not falling. The sky is not falling. You have to take it for what it's worth. Take it for face value. It's a minor issue. It's an issue that's never really come up, I don't think, since Coach Holman has taken place. It, it all comes to a head, and this is what this is how I'll kind of blanket everything here, and we can and we can move forward. And Andrew, I know you have stuff to say as well. Teams have fluke games. It just so happens that the fluke game hap- it, it comes when you're missing your starting center, when you're don't you're not as deep as you are in a team that prides themselves on playing ten guys, and it's a game that you really need to win and want to win coming off a loss. But it was a fluke. The energy and effort weren't there. Bad shot after bad shot. Some were going in and some weren't. And Maryland, who had scored seventeen points and fourteen points in the first half of their last two games. They went nuclear. Their point guard, you know, he has 30 points a career high. Everybody looks like an all-star in this game. It happens, and you still have a chance to win, which is the positive I'll take from it. Ohio State's playing bad and without energy and effort combined. You shouldn't have a chance to win that game, but we still did. So chalk it up to a fluke. The sky is not falling. Energy and effort is something that <laughs> a non-negotiable. We'll say it over and over again. It'll come back. That can be fixed like the snap of the fingers. Guys know they messed up. Bryce Sensabaugh knows that he's got to be better on defense. He knows he's got to find somebody, box him out instead of looking at the ball and hoping someone else gets it. That will all change. I'm not worried. Andrew's not worried. I believe in these guys. I believe in this staff. The sky is not falling. Every team in the entire Big Ten will have a two-game losing streak in the Big Ten this year. The sky is not falling. Andrew, sorry. To that, you say what? Well, I, I have two things to say. One, I'm not worried about like how they'll do the rest of the Big Ten play based on the Maryland game. I'm a little more worried about, and we talked about this last week, like you got to get that signature win here soon. And there's going to be opportunities for it. Not worried about the opportunities not being there. I'm a little concerned of like, when is that signature win going to happen? When is that moment where you can be like, we can come back from down five with two minutes and 30 seconds left in the big 10 tournament, because remember what we did here in this. And I, and I hope that's coming, not worried that it's never going to happen. I'm just worried that they don't have that yet. hundred percent. And I, and, and, and I heard this actually um, on Robbie Homo was calling a game and I heard him talk about this. Kirk Herbstreet said something about this earlier on a, on a, a podcast I was listening to talking about TCU and I think that the, you make an unbelievable point. When something happens once or twice, maybe three times, it, it it's it's not a quite a habit, right? It's not it's not something you can call back to. Um, but TCU has come back and won in close games a bunch all year. So when Michigan comes in, is coming back, like they're not worried because they win close games all the time. They could call back to all this stuff. They're built on that, just like. The reverse is kind of true for Ohio State in the sense that end-of-game scenarios, they need to close one or two out. They've got the yips in that sense. Yeah. Well, they've got the yips in these close games, so I agree 100%. Not only do they need to win one, they could win it going away. They could win it without – Yeah. I'd love it if they did it without anything at the end, but they got to prove that either coming from behind and winning or 
having the lead and sustaining it at the end that they don't have the the, the end of game yips. Yeah. I also want to clear the air with one thing. Nothing I said. I've seen a lot of takes about Ohio State that say, hey, you know, if Pete Nance misses that shot, if Purdue doesn't have the steal, if what, what's the third one? There's a third. If Tanner Holden is out of bounds. No, there's a third one before the Purdue game. One of the other losses. You said North Carolina? Yeah. Um, Duke? No, maybe I'm – okay, whatever. The the There's multiple instances of like, hey, what if it went this way? But you also got the favorable bounce. It wasn't actually a bounce. You got the favorable call in the Rutgers game. So it's like you got to take, take what you get. You can't be like if this happened or that happened. But I'll, I'll say this. One other thing that I've noticed is at the end of the games – uh, Bryce Sensabaugh, not that he disappears, but it's almost like he hits that number. I think last game it was 21. This game maybe it was 22. And then for whatever reason, he doesn't score again. And he doesn't miss. It's not that he's missing. He doesn't attack anymore or the defense plays differently because he's been killing them the whole game. In, in the Maryland game today, for example, he was able to get to the basket every single time he wanted to in the second half. And then he hit 22 points. The announcers were like, and that ties his career high. And he didn't score again. Yeah, that's it. It's funny. That's an interesting point. I, I don't think I've noticed that or thought about that. I'm sure you're spot on with that. What I, my main takeaway from Bryce Sensabaugh is, listen, he is one of, he's the third highest scorer of, out of all freshmen in the entire country. First in the big 10. He is a first team All American freshman player, freshman team All American player right now. First team uh, freshman, obviously, for Big Ten. Maybe even first team player, first, all first team in general for Big Ten, if not second team. Like he, he's incredible. His next step, I completely agree with you, is for him to realize he's got more in the tank. He's just got more in the tank. Um, whether that is ta- he, quote unquote, takes possessions off on defense, you can't do that. You know, he can have seven rebounds, eight, nine, ten rebounds in a game instead of five or six. You know, he in, instead of ending the game with 18 points with three minutes left, he can have 24 points in those last three minutes, right? I, I think that we are on the same page in the sense that Bryce Sensabaugh is not even close to being the best version of himself. And the best version of Bryce Sensabaugh is a guy who dominates the way he dominates on offense but can physically impose himself on defense as well. I understand when you're a freshman, defense is so much harder than offense in the Big Ten. When you're a guy like him, especially as gifted as he is on offense, so you got to figure out where you fit in. And he has to turn it up a notch on defense. He's got to keep guys in front of him. He's got to guard his yard. That's one of the terms that Holman and the staff uses. And he's got to rebound better. It's not just rebounding when the ball is is bouncing your way or grabbing it off the rim. It's hitting guys and go pursuing the basketball. So I agree with you. The, the next step for Bryce Sensabaugh is to take his game up a notch, and that could be being a better defensive player, and it will be because he's only going to get better on defense. But it also might be, you know, getting to the bucket, getting to the line in the last few minutes of the game when it matters yeah. the most. And I could not agree more with you there. I, I was going to say this. I would never would would criticize or critique the, the coaching staff because I have – I mean, you – don't even know about the coaching. So I definitely don't know about the coaching, but what I will say is sometimes it feels like it could be as simple as we need a bucket right here. We got to make sure Bryce, you know, attacks the basket. Even if he's double teamed, he has a chance to to get a foul because there's been a few moments in the last two games where guys took shots late in the game that absolutely should not have been hundred percent. It's like, it's like, it's trying it's almost like when an NFL coordinator tries like an extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Bryce Sensible is on a short list of guys that when the game is on the line, whether that's a run with six minutes left that, that is trying to put the game away or, or the game could get out of hand or it's the last two minutes of the game. He's on a short list of guys like Jalen Pickett and Zach Eady and Hunter Dickinson and Trace Jackson Davis. He's on a short list of guys that they have to touch the ball. They have to. For for an offensive possession to be successful, they have to touch the ball. So Bryce Sensabaugh, get him in 
honestly, you don't even have to get him in positions to, to score because he can get himself into positions to score, but he's got to, he's got to touch the ball has to. And is that the answer to where they go from here? It's, it's making sure the right guys have the ball at the right times and making sure that, you know, the efforts there a hundred percent of the time, or is it something more complicated? I don't think it's complicated. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You, the issues and I'm not issues is such a, it's a tough word, but the, the, well, you say issues, the problems in that, in that last game, not Purdue in Maryland uh, are so correctable and they are, you know, there are a few things that you can control in the game of basketball. You can't control what the other team shoots from the free throw line and you can't control, you know, uh, you know, guys making tough shots on the other team, but you can control your energy and your effort. And Ohio state has to make that a point of emphasis that they're going to control their energy and effort for every game moving forward. They have to win the rebounding battle. They have to be first on the floor on loose balls. They have to win more 50, 50 balls than the other team. Um, and they've just got to play harder. They've got to be more They've got to play harder, and there's no doubt in my mind that they will do that. And the rest, uh, let the chips fall as they may from there. At least you can hang your hat on the fact that you are the tougher, more together team that's playing their ass off. Then whatever happens, happens. And it's hard to argue as a fan to be mad when your team is playing as hard as they possibly can and competing at a high, high level because whatever happens after that is not always up to you. Yeah, and a, b- a big component of, you know, how good they'll be this season is definitely can Sean McNeil not just continue what he's done so far, but even elevate it, you know, one step further. It's It kind of sucks that Ohio State, with the exception of Jamari Wheeler, it feels like they're getting the, the short end of the stick on a lot of these transfers. Granted, some of them come from uh, – uh, some of them come from – you know, smaller, smaller schools. So you're not expecting the exact same output. Sean McNeil averaged about an extra three a game at West Virginia. Got to think, you know, come tournament time, he's a little more comfortable. You know, that number will expand, figure out the rotation a little more because they are still experimenting with rotations. But the transition that I was trying to make is that this, this team will, will go far with Sean McNeil at the helm and making a big impact. So let's get to our interview with him. You like that transition? That was so bad, but I love it. I love it. Sean McNeil. Sean McNeil, baby. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, getting ready for the next semester of school. Sean McNeil, welcome to the show. What's going on? I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Sean, we're we're excited to have you on when, uh, you know, months and months ago when we found out, man, we're getting all these transfers, me and Andrew looked at each other and we're like, I think we're going to like Sean McNeil the most. That's the guy that we had our eyes on. So we've been wait, waiting for this moment for a long time. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on. Before we start, you've seen me in the locker room, me and KY, we come in and, and see you guys after games and stuff. What do you know about Drive the Lane? What are you kind of expecting here? I, uh, I've learned a little bit more about it lately because of uh, what you mentioned before with uh, McLove and McNeil. Um, so I, I've seen a few things that have drawn me to, um, to, the, to the podcast and to your page. But, uh, no, I mean, definitely excited to be on here and, and chop it up with you guys. You're, you're one of the first players that actually gets consistent minutes that engages with our account without <laughs> us having to, like, tag you. Like, I don't even tag you in the – in the McNeil McLovin stuff and you just engage with it. So appreciate that. You are quickly climbing the ranks amongst yeah. Andrew Zoldan's favorite Ohio state uh, one year players. But first, first question for me, really just talk about your experience so far at Ohio state. We'll get into the nitty gritty stuff later, but nice little broad question for you. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good so far. You know, it's it was an adjustment at first coming from from Morgan, like a, a small city like Morgantown uh, to a big city like Columbus. So I think that was probably the the most eye opening thing when I first got here. Um, but then, you know, as far as the basketball and the and the program and culture stuff, um, you know, West Virginia was great. And, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. But obviously, things are done differently here. Um, so it took probably a little longer for me uh, to get adjusted and acclimated than I than I would have liked. But Um, You know, obviously now in January, things are, you know, in the midst of, you know, almost midway through Big Ten play, which sounds crazy. I mean, we're four four or five games in now, um, you know, almost halfway, uh, which sounds crazy. I mean, halfway halfway through January already, uh, which is nuts. But um, things are going okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely like, you know, loving Ohio state uh, and, and glad I, I get to be here. What, uh, what drew you to Ohio state? Cause a guy like you is getting reached out to by, I would imagine dozens and dozens of high major programs. You've proven that you can play at the highest level of college basketball. You did it for a long time consistently. Mm-hmm. Why Ohio state? What drew you here? Yeah, I think it was really easy because um, I visited a few places. I actually came straight from uh, – I think I came straight from Indiana here because, you know, that the transfer, it was, you know, so obviously condensed and short. Um, so I took like three or four visits, I think, and they were all like almost back to back to back. Um, so I, I was good. I, I took multiple. I'm glad I did that. Um, so I was able to compare and, and kind of, you know, weigh my options a little bit, obviously. But um, I think as soon as I got here – uh, the relationship with the staff, obviously I was around them, you know, the majority of the time, but then I had some time to connect with the players as well. And just being around justice and Zed, um, and the culture here was something, you know, that was, you know, you know it's so cliche and everybody kind of, kind of says it, but you know, once you get around, you know, the guys, I think that's what really, you know, sealed the deal for me. Just, you know, felt comfortable. It felt right. Um, you know, the fit and, and obviously the basketball stuff is, you know, neither here nor there, you know, obviously it has to be there for anybody to decide to go anywhere. But I think the the players and the relationship is kind of what, what set me over the top. I think Ohio state fans can be a little biased towards their football teams, tailgates, environments, not really acknowledge that it gets crazy in other places, but, but how does a Ohio state football game day compare to West Virginia? Probably the most important question you've ever been asked. <laughs> Uh, game days are, it's, it's different. And cause in Morgantown, we honestly had like a big, like, it's really, the setup's really weird. So the football stadium sat right in front of the hospital, which honestly, it sounds really bad because like on game days, they would like close the, the hospital lot down and that's where everybody would go and, you know, get your game day experience. Um, in Columbus, it's kind of like everywhere. Like you can go, you know, down the street and then there's, you know, tons of tailgates and stuff going on. And I mean, Columbus is so big. So really everywhere you look is like, oh yeah, they're, they start at 6 AM and we play at seven o'clock at night. So, I mean, you know, it's like every other college, you know what I mean? It's, it's been good. I mean, it's obviously football here is, you know, the elite level, um, Morgantown's going through some, some growing pains with, with the football program, but hopefully they'll be on the rise here soon. Uh, absolutely and Sean we want to talk um, about this season obviously because that's what everyone wants to hear about before we get into that um, you Sean McNeil the basketball player what are your goals your aspirations coming to Ohio State Uh, I'm assuming part of you wants to prove uh, I mean this is just from the outside in that you are not just a shooter what what are Sean McNeil's goals and aspirations I think that's 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 why I kind of entered the portal um just because I wanted, you know, to prove that I have, you know, more to my game than just shooting, um, which I think I've kind of showed that a little bit um, up to this point. I mean, there's definitely been some glimpses where I've been able to show that I can create off the bounds and create my own and uh, make some plays for others too, um, which is, you know, a reason why I decided to to transfer and look for a different opportunity. Um, but as far as goals, you know, obviously I want to win. Um, you know, had, you know, some successful seasons, you know, West Virginia, some not so successful seasons. So uh, winning is something, you know, I haven't really got to play in a real NCAA tournament either. Um, you know, I, we played in the COVID bubble in Indy, but, you know, that was, you know, the COVID bubble, you know, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't, it wasn't a real tournament. So I wanted to go somewhere, you know, where I have the opportunity to, to win and advance in the tournament. Um, and then obviously just get to, to prove, you know, what, what kind of player I really am, you know, in its fullest. You guys have had some big wins already this year and, and a few points, a few shots, ball rolls a different way away from, you know, even more big wins. But what, what is your thoughts so far on where you guys stand as a team at this point in the season? Yeah, I think um, I think we're in a good spot. I think we've we've turned a lot of heads already um, and surprised some people for sure. Uh, but like you said, I mean, we've definitely let, you know, we really sh- realistically we could be, you know, what are we two and two and two right now? We really could be three and one, maybe even four and oh, um, you know, if the ball, you know, rolls the right way for on our end, but I mean, we've let some games slip away. Um, you know, the one today was, was come, I mean, Maryland's a good team, give credit to them, but I mean, I put that completely on us. You know, we just weren't ready to play from the jump. It really seemed like, um, couldn't get much going, you know, really at all. Weren't really connected offensively or defensively, but, um, you know, we've got some good wins, you know, there's a lot, a lot of season left to play and, you know, a lot of big 10 games left. So we'll continue to, to get better and work on things we need to do and, uh, go out there and win more games. And, and you mentioned it, Sean, for context to everybody listening, um, whether who knows when you're listening to this, but this is right after basically, um, 
Ohio State uh, lost to Maryland at Maryland uh, basically earlier this morning. Um, I'd love to know the message from Holtman, not only after this game, which I'm sure is a little bit different, but also the message after Purdue. What were you know, what were the last few practices like leading up to Maryland? And then what, what were the messages after both games? Yeah. Um, Purdue, uh, going back to Purdue, I mean, he, he wasn't, you know, really mad. I mean, we, we played really hard, you know, we, you know, it was just one or two plays, you know, that really, I mean, we, you know, Zach, you're playing seven, four. I mean, there's only so much you can really do and throw at him because, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? He's seven, four, but, um, I mean, we were, we were in that game, had, had every chance to win that game, you know, obviously, you know, sitting in my shoes being on, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think we, we should have won that game. Um, and many people probably agree with me. Um, but as far as the Maryland game goes, you know, hold in the locker room, kind of what, you know, any basketball mind can probably expect, you know, it was, you know, he was, <laughs> upset you know disappointed um honestly more than anything you know we just weren't ready to play seems like you know he said some guys just the the level of competitive competitiveness just wasn't there um it wasn't i mean we were we couldn't really get anything going offensively um things were kind of stagnant but you know it our problems aren't you know extremely extremely deep they're they're fixable things um and it's really more so effort things really than than anything i think I, I come from, I'm just interested coming from West Virginia. Sorry, Zoldan, to, to cut you off there. No problem. I, I don't know Huggins, obviously. I only know his philosophies and what I see on social media and stuff I hear from other coaches. Yeah. Um, and I love the guy. Like, listen, like I'm the biggest fan of his ever. I, I love the way he coaches. I love how he treats people. Like, I think he's amazing. Um, um, clearly, clearly, and have some similarities in the sense that I can do whatever you, whatever you, you better give them, understand that, understand that. Yeah, you're sounding a little bit like uh, Darth Vader, Joey. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna. I was trying so hard to make that out, but I'm now. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I think it's better now. Oh, okay, is this better? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I'm, like I'm. Like I'm underwater with a microphone. Yeah, yeah. welcome back to uh, the light side. The force is strong with Joey. Joey, re-ask your question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just let me get out of character there. Um, so Sean, again, preface this by saying Huggins. I love him as an outsider. I know nothing about him. I'm mm-hmm. sure you love him to death for giving you a chance to play Division One basketball, all that stuff. Yeah. From my perspective, the two most similar things between him and Holman are: you can do whatever you want. You play the game however you want. You play our system, do whatever you want, but you better play your ass off. Yeah. And you better compete and you better, you know, there are non-negotiables exactly. around hustle. I'm, yeah. I'm, is it safe to say that that was the majority of, of the problems is, hey, you know, I don't care if we miss shots, mm-hmm. but you better box out guys on the other end. You know, the simple yeah. stuff like that. Without a doubt. And I think that that's something that, that he said, you know, in the, uh, I think it was before the Purdue game. Um, I mean, he said it every game. I mean, we're not going to make every shot. He doesn't expect, you know, one through what do we have 15, 14 guys. He doesn't expect anybody to play perfect, but there's, there's, you know, we're, we're going to miss shots. We're, we're going to turn the ball over. There's, there's things that are, they're bound to happen, but there's things like boxing out, you know, diving on loose balls, um, you know, talking, communicating. There's things that are, like you said, non-negotiables that, that should be happening every, every practice, every game. Um, that, that there's no question. And that was definitely something today that, that we lacked and it costed us. So uh, something unique that happened today with an important Big Ten game is is Zed was on the bench the whole game. I got a feeling he is a character when he knows he's not playing the whole entire game. What what was he like? Today? Is he pissed off that he's not in there? What What was he doing today? Yeah, for those that that knows that personally, know that he's a character to begin with. But I mean, him on the bench today um, in a in a fairly competitive competitive game. You know, we we didn't play great, but we were still had every chance to win the ball game. Um, you know, he was he was wound up. He was saying some some out of pocket uh, Zed things, um, as you can imagine. Have you been in his car? Oh yeah, I, I've been in once, and I won't ever get in it again. Are you, about the, are you talking about the low rider? That yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. He's 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 funny. He's he's yeah. a goof. Yeah. Well, another thing that you you and Zed have in common is you're a little banged up. How does uh, how's your wheel feeling? Yeah, it's getting better. Um, I mean, th- I I didn't turn as bad as I thought. Uh, I mean, pr- did you watch it? It, Yeah, it and probably just scared you, right? I mean, that's what it I did. Yeah. But the the thing that sucks about it is because our uh, our trainer was telling me because I landed like I was 
coming down. So my toes hit the ground first. And because I wasn't flat footed, um, I actually have a bone bruise on the inside. That's what's causing me so much pain right now. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. I'll, I'll be all right. No well, you're tough. You played in West Virginia. I mean, you're I know. Yeah. Really tough. You got, if, if you don't have like a broken arm or a broke, like if it's not like snapped in half, then, then who really cares? Right. Um, so, I, sorry, go go ahead. Ahead. No, you're no, up. No. <laughs> so I was just going to say, I was just going to say, can you give us a treadmill story while we're on the West Virginia topic again? That's what, I mean, we love talking about the treadmill. Yeah. Um, I'll give you two. So, um, I mean, just for like those that, that listen to this and don't really know much about the treadmill. So at West Virginia, you know, they have these, these like three or four treadmills that sit in the practice gym. Um, and you practice there three hours, um, you know, no matter, I mean, from when's practice September from the end of September to, um, the end of, you know, March, beginning of April, if you're lucky. Um, and three hours is like non, like that's, that's what, that's how he rolls. That's how it is. You know, it's, it's usually three hours. And if it's like two forty-five, then you're like run before he like calls everybody in for these last 15 minutes. Um, but no, I mean the, the treadmills are, so if you're, you know, you're in a drill, you're, you're obviously practicing at an elite level, you know, working your, working your tail off and tired. And so if you mess up in a drill, you go straight to the treadmill and you're running, you know, anywhere from 12 and a half to 14 miles an hour for 45 seconds. So you're, you're dog tired already from the drill and you mess up, you know, you're, you're have no self-confidence, self-esteem, super low. You're over there. You're embarrassed. You're on the treadmill running for 45 seconds, trying to keep up with this 15 mile an hour treadmill. And then you get back off and then he's like, okay, like, no, you don't get a break. Like you're back into the drill and then you, you you're bound to mess up again. So then you're just back. So it's, it's almost like a never ending cycle. So a story for me was my first summer there. Um, you know, I get on campus, you know, I, you just came off a of junior college season, feeling really good, feeling good about myself. Um, and then I think I ended up being on the treadmill like eight times that day. It was like our first summer workout. Um, and oh my, it was just, I mean, we talk about throwing up, talk about, uh, oh my, yeah, long, long three hours that day. Has, has Q brought out the sled for anything yet during practice? Not during practice. No, but I heard, I've heard some sled stories. Yeah. We used to, I mean, it was, it, listen, you guys have, you guys have had a, a very solid, I'm not going to sit here. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be better. It could be way worse, right? You're, you're, you're so far. You guys are, like you said, turning a lot of heads, bunch of, you're on a great trajectory, mm-hmm. but we were not on as good of a trajectory at one point in my, uh, my second year with, with coach Holt. Um, uh-huh. granted, we were just a, not a very talented team. That's the way I, I'll, I'll put it. Um, and so we had to make up for it in, in a bunch of different ways. And one way to get us tougher was we, if we messed up, we had the sled and like, they were throwing me out on the sled. I'm like, I'm going in for three reps a day. I can't. <laughs> going on the sled. Why am I pushing the sled? Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I do. I, I could talk about the treadmill all day. We should let's keep it on. Let's keep it on the Buckeyes. Um, one guy who probably, uh, deserves to go on the sled a little bit after today. And that's neither here nor there is, is our good friend, uh, Bryce Sensabaugh. Um, we love him. Obviously one of, if not the best freshman in the country this year. Um, yeah. hey, you've been around a lot of good players, mm-hmm. a lot of great players. Where does he fit in and some of the best guys you've run into? Wow. Um, I mean, so, I mean, Bryce is one of the, I mean, for a freshman, one of the best scores I've seen off, obviously, I mean, as far as freshmen go, I was lucky enough to be around, um, Deuce McBride, um, at West Virginia, who was, um, another unbelievable player as a freshman, but then his, his sophomore year is when he really, um, you know, broke out, but I mean, minus that game in in Cleveland, when we played the Buckeyes and he, um, decided to have his coming out party, but, um, but no, I mean, as far as, you know, Bryce goes and being a freshman and doing what he's doing, um, scores the ball at, at an elite, elite level. I mean, he's a freshman. I, I don't even know what he's, what he's at. Probably like 16 or 17, yeah. um, probably getting four or five, six rebounds as well. Um, I mean, just a, a six, six at two thirty, two forty, whatever he weighs, um, moves well, um, not super quick, but efficient with his moves and, uh, he uses his body really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a special talent for sure. I, I love him. Um, yeah. Gotta say well, that. I mean, I'm just poking. Fun. I mean, the dude is. Yeah, we love him. Hard, it's hard not to love him, number one. And obviously, <laughs> we're going to nitpick him. And after a game like today, where everyone's mad, right. you blame the, the best player, so to speak, right? You always do. It's just. Yeah. 
But what what I was gonna say is he I I like to come up with with nicknames or jokes. He's he's a tough one. He is is and like Bryce and Bruce, you got like two B R C E names. Like it's tough. So I'm still still working on it. I have Bryce Sentaba because he's the goat. (laughs) But then I'm still I'm gonna find a good one, but I have not found it yet. We've also used Bryce Sentagon because he. Looking like a one and done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's another one. Um, but my last. Don't let him hear that, though. Don't let him yeah, hear that. Yeah. And we definitely won't say to him when he's on the show. But right. my last serious question for you: yeah. You know, you're not supposed to look ahead in the schedule, but let's pretend it's the preseason. Mm-hmm. When you committed to Ohio State, when you saw the schedule, what were some of the road Big Ten environments? that caught your eye. Maybe you've played there already. Maybe you're looking forward to getting there, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to play in um, a lot of, you know, crazy venues, big time venues um, in the big 12 and some different, you know, neutral sites we played at. But um, as far as the big 10, big 10 goes, um, I really haven't played. I don't know if I've played in any big 10. Well, I mean, it's up until this year, obviously. Um, but uh, two I'm looking forward to for sure is, uh, is assembly hall playing in there. Um, and then I've heard, you know, obviously a lot of great things or fun things, uh, about Purdue. So looking forward to that one as well. Yeah. Purdue is by far my number one. Really? Indiana is right behind. And it's funny because you've gone to, I will say this Northwestern's fun because that's where I grew up and I grew up going to games there and it's like a great high school gym. Right. It, yeah, and it was, it and it's always a good atmosphere because the road team brings a lot of, a uh, lot of support as well. Yeah. Um, Maryland is one of the best and so, when they're really good, it probably is the best arguably, yeah. but the students weren't there. So right. now is when it, it turns up and it literally, it, it's crazy. Every single road game that you guys have is an incredible environment. You, mm-hmm. you like Purdue, Michigan state, Indiana are on like a different level, but even like, I don't even know if you guys go to Nebraska or not, but like Nebraska sells out every single game, whether they're, whether they've won games or not that year. So that the big 12, obviously incredible environments as well, but get excited for, for the big 10 stuff, looking more to the future as well. And this is kind of the last serious one before we, you know, have, have a little bit of fun here before we wrap it up. But um, where does Ohio state go from here? What's the, what are the next steps? Um, What are the focal points? What, what are you thinking as uh, one of the, you know, older leaders on this team? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously it's tough, you know, it's as we have a really bad taste in our mouth right now, just because um, of the way that we lost, I think, but um, I think we're fine. I mean, it's still early. Um, and honestly, I mean, we, we still have, you know, a, a long way to go. Um, you know, I think that with, you know, ice and justice and um, you know, those other Zed, those other experienced guys um, I think we're in a good spot. You know, we, we obviously took a tough one today, but um, that's got a, a couple of days here to, to regroup. Um, and then start start getting on a run because you know sure enough here it'll be midway through midway through uh, through Big Ten play and then here in what is it like seven weeks is uh, selection Sunday ish right seven eight weeks something like that to less than two months so before we know yeah. it it's going to be next year's March Madness that's how I know it's unbelievable I feel like I just transferred and like I'm it's already Jane it's unbelievable yeah but. so. My first non-serious question for you, but still kind of serious. Yeah. I, I I say all the time on the show about, you know, you, you hit a bunch of big threes, but timely threes are so important in basketball. You know, hitting the three to push the lead back up to four when a team's making a run is right. bigger than hitting the three to extend the run to 10, depending right. on the scenario. So yeah. My question to you is, would you rather have, you know, 15 points in a game in a blowout or hit a big three. It's your only basket of the game. What but a silly question, Andrew. Put the, team, <laughs> put the team ahead with a few minutes left. All he wants to do is win. Yeah, def- definitely taking the the three to put us up three. Right? Is that was that the? No, it puts you ahead. Puts you ahead three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the more more another more, basket uh... you get in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just no, he's winning no matter what though. So it's a good. It's oh. a good Okay. The other one's a blowout win. Yeah. Right. So okay. a blowout, a blowout win, and you said I have I score fifteen or I score three. I hit one three, score three points, and we win by three. 
or puts it's us like, up. It's like a key, key moment. And if you don't make that three, you guys don't win the game. But it's not a buzzer beater. It's not Tanner Holden may or may not have been out of bounds buzzer beater. It's, <laughs> may, it's or may or may or may have been out of bounds. <laughs> it's just a big three late that that makes a change in the game. And you're 15 points in the blowout. If you don't score those 15, you guys still win. Yeah, I, th- I think because obviously I've, you know, had some games where I score, but I think that like the Purdue, like the one I hit in Purdue, even though we obviously lost, which, you know, sucks. But I think that three was more important than like, say, I, I score 15 points and we win by 20. Like nobody really talks about that. You know what I mean? So definitely the three to, to put us up late in crunch time. All right. My, my next one. Um, I can't believe we made it this far without matching this or alluding this hot boy. <laughs> Where did I, I was nervous that this was going to come up, and it's it's honestly kind of kind of died down. Um, Where did that boy come from? So we were, uh, it was in. <laughs> we were, I was a I was a sophomore in high school, um, and we went to like one of those overnight like uh, college team camp things, um, and like the whole team we were in like a dorm room, you know, obviously like five by five, and there's like fifteen of us packed in there. Um, and we were listening to a song that kept, I don't remember what the song was. It might literally might've been called hot boy, honestly. Um, but we just were listening to that song and it kept saying hot boy over and over again. Um, so all of us changed our social media. Well, I, I guess just Twitter. Cause I didn't change my, um, but changed the hot boy and then our number. Um, so that's where, that's where it came. And then like all ever since then, you know, really since I got to West Virginia, people started, like, I just started responding to it. Like they started calling me it. So, um, just kind of stuck since, since high school, honestly. That, that's funny you say that because that's the only way that I think I would have like not laughed hysterically at you, you know, yeah. like if you told me like, it's a nickname I gave myself. Or, <laughs> that's like what my mom I would have gave it. I would have given you full permission to like grill me. If yeah. I, like my grandparents call me hot boy, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not valid. It, it's right. It's funny you say that just because. When we were, when I was a senior, my freshman class was um, Dwayne Washington, mm-hmm. uh, Luther Muhammad, Jay Ledee, and Justin Arns. And <laughs> Luther, his name on Twitter and Instagram was EGE Luther. And we were like, what in the world is EGE? And all these guys that he followed and were mentioning him in his stories after good games and stuff, like right. EGE everybody. <laughs> And stands for everybody going to eat. <laughs> so we all changed, <laughs> so we all changed our name to EGE Joey and eat. But but he was EGE Lou. So I was just EGE Joe, and yeah. it was just shortened everything. And you know, it was to make fun of him. But it's funny when you're in college. It, it'd be actually cool if we were in high school. All right, we're buddies. Um, Andrew knows where I went to high school. I don't think that would be even possible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's i mean that's amazing i i love that i i might have to shoot i might have to be hot boy 14 for a little bit <laughs> how how can we get you to make your cover photo the mcneil mclovin id what kind of bet or thing can we do where we have to do something if if it doesn't happen and you have to do that if it does happen what what can we do I like that. Uh, now that you say that, we'll, we'll definitely think of, I don't know what, but we, we could definitely come up with something for it. Cause I, I wouldn't personally mind. It's too, it's too funny not to, <laughs> not, to not to put out there. Could you, or you gotta like throw it out there and be like going out, just went on a podcast, not going to say what it was, but here's my hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. I'll drop that. I'll drop that out there. I love it. Yeah, uh, so one of you, one of you two, send me the. Uh, I guess I could just go save it. But one of you two, send me the the picture if you have it. Yeah, we'll we'll send it to you. We, <laughs> I um, I remember Andrew. One thing we used to do uh, was not necessarily with when players came on the show, but with former players and you know, like legends with tons and tons of followers, like Evan Turner, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we would do is we would have them tweet out eyeball car emoji and basketball emoji like (laughs) days before the the episode released (laughs) i drive the lane that's clever yeah exactly so like and that was like kind of that was that was like our peak of being funny probably back then i i think this is pretty good i think we're we're still at our at our peak that is awesome Because honestly, because when you when you mentioned it earlier about me like seeing your stuff, because I don't think I thought until like 
whenever you guys DM me or something, I think I, I hit you with a follow back. But after the game in Maui, I, when you got, or I guess when you made it, somebody sent it like, cause I, I like, trust me, I've been through all the like checking Twitter. And so I don't, I don't do that anymore uh, for, for many reasons. <laughs> well, because that, after no, no, I, I, I admit I did. Nobody consider and say that I used to, but I, I uh, still it just got, oh, it was brutal. But, but yeah, to, to your point, um, I think because I, I have a group message with a bunch of my friends and they sent it in. I think because you tweeted out during the, I guess, San Diego State game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it uh, was Hawaii. I mean, it was right. a perfect opportunity. <laughs> right. And I just died laughing after. Oh my gosh. It was, it was hysterical. There's, there's more, where, there's more where that came from. Just, I mean, we used to, for Zed, we were doing some wild stuff. For Dwayne Washington, we used to just tweet out a picture of the Washington Monument when you would have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. just keep it real simple andrew what what else what else do you got that's kind of it i think we can close this out how we normally do and and sean joey alluded to it earlier you're new to to the program but you've you i'm sure you're still tuned in to your fair share episodes yep. what we like to do at the end of every episode is flip the tables on you do you have any questions for us and it's less of a do you and more of a you have to ask us questions or we don't let you leave Oh, uh, and, and it's and it's your show, Sean. So any questions you got, it could be about basketball, it could be about Ohio State, it could be about anything. It's it's your show. Yeah, um, we'll call it the McNeil McLovin show. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I want to ask a question about the, but I mean, it's it's obviously uh, we were in Maui. It just it made sense. Uh, is that like is that is that a favorite movie or is what like did it just make sense? Like, well. So I probably would not have thought of it if I hadn't been in Maui over the summer and I bought. Oh, my- so you were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he went to Hawaii too. Not with yeah. basketball, just because he's yeah. got for fun. <laughs> and I, I bought my brother, one of the McLovin like fake IDs that on the yeah. back, it's like says for motion picture purposes only or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then we interviewed justice right before Maui and we were talking all about Maui and I was going like back and forth with them about Maui stuff. Cause I had just been there. So it was fresh in my mind <laughs> and I see McNeil and my brain's going Mick Hawaii. And then <laughs> boom, I came up with it. And actually that first game, you guys were down a lot at first and then you yeah. went all hot boy out there. So yeah. it, it like worked out. I think I put it out early you made like a three early and I put it out and like no one cared because yeah. you guys you were down. <laughs> did it, I haven't I haven't looked at it. Did it did it do well? Did the tweet do well? It depends like second time around. Yeah. Sometimes it does better than others because if I put it out and it's like the first quarter, then yeah. like no one really engages with it. But I did it after you hit the shot the other night. Yeah. Against Purdue, and that one did pretty well. Yeah. Good. I'll, I even throw it from my account, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, we'll have like 30 people like I'll, I'll send it to like whenever i'll send it to like my family so i'm like whenever i hit a shot just just throw it out there we'll have like 30 people send it out it's so poorly edited too and it's, <laughs> it's the worst picture of you you look like you look like it's not the worst picture of you but you're not smiling yeah I, I look like i got arrested yeah well no it's it's an id you can't smile when you get your id right, right. yeah it's all calculated. You got to yeah. go back to the, every freshman or young player in college basketball, myself included, mm-hmm. rolls with just the chin hair. Yeah. You might uh-huh. have to bring that back. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I think I should. I was just watching Purdue play and Braden Smith, the point guard, has that. And I'm like, yeah. he's going to look back at it and be like, this is such a bad look. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought of one more. I thought of one more. It is like a rite of passage. I'm breaking, yeah. I'm breaking the rules of the show. I thought of one more question for you. When it was a, when it was a like a two point game or whatever it was against Purdue, were you like time to get Han- Tanner holding the ball? Like this is Tanner holding time when when we need a buzzer beater? Because I tweeted like Tanner Holden, get ready to hit another buzzer beater. Like is he the oh, buzzer beater guy now? <laughs> um. Oh gosh, that's a did he? So we were down two. Trying to think of this the scenario for the Purdue game. I don't think he was in, but I was hoping. I was hoping. Yeah, I, sh- I should have just passed it to him still on the on yeah. the because they, they wouldn't have caught it anyway, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good joke because we won that game, or else it would be such a bad joke. Um, all right, Sean, you, you, we need one more for you. That was such a cop out by asking something we already talked about. Yeah. Um, um, golfers either you golf oh my god obsessed oh my. 
Oh, okay, good. Then we can we can go play then after the wherever, after the season. Wherever you want to play, it's on me. I feel like I need a little nil action for you. I hey. got you for a round. Um, that's the least I can do. Andrew can come if he wants. <laughs> the best course besides Ohio State. Ohio State is awesome. Their course is great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to play this summer or not, but um, besides Ohio State, my favorite course around is in Dublin, Ohio, the Golf Club of Dublin. It's a it's a it's it's public. Yeah. It's my, my favorite place. Right. Um, I, I am full on obsessed. I could care less about basketball. Honestly, I like to watch. <laughs> it, but I don't, I don't, I don't really play it that much. If yeah. at all, actually my high school and Andrew knows the story. We have an alumni gym every Thanksgiving uh, morning with yeah. all, all former players, older, younger. And, and my high school is it, we've, we've won conference like seven years in a row or something. So we were, we've got good guys coming in and out. Um, yeah. I went and played in, you know, four games or whatever you play when you're 25 years old and out of shape. And uh, I did not make one basket in four games. And I'm, and I'm a good, I'm still a good basketball player, but that just, I'm locked in on golf. Yeah. I think that, I I mean, definitely when I get to that point too, when I, when the ball stops bouncing, like it's just golf, it's full on like golf. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, we'll definitely get out and play. Good to know that you golf too. Absolutely. And make sure and this is just another reason to stay close to the donors because that's how you play the good courses. Yeah. Andrew Dockage about that. Cause when he graduated, this was, you know, post then I before NIL obviously. So like he couldn't go golfing with these guys when he was playing. Right. Um, but when he graduated, he got to play some, while I was still a senior, he got to play some incredible golf courses that summer when I was just getting up and running the, the mile. With yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make so, sure yeah. I, uh, I rub shoulders then with, with every, absolutely we can talk we can talk offline about that we'll 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 get you set up with some stuff but yeah we (laughs) golf we'll lock that in we'll we'll play some golf talk to your head coach too he's a member at a bunch of courses in the area and play said he plays one round a year so one round a year yeah yeah, so it's it's ridiculous he's a member at the two best courses in the state of ohio that are in his backyard and he never plays golf never played yeah just throwing that out there as well. Yeah, I'll get his I'll get his membership membership worth then. All right, so. good, good. All right, Sean McLovin, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Can you hit us with a? I am McNeil. <laughs> I'm McNeil. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a blast. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you guys. No, Andrew, did you record? Oh man, you did. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the beginning. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> that was a great interview with Sean McNeil definitely got to get him back on the show, but what's not great is how tough it is to win in the big 10. The standings early are wacky, but I think it's finally not one or two games where you can start to break things up a little bit. Joey, I'll defer to you, but we were talking before the game in classic big 10 fashion, the last 10 days, Ohio state absolutely pounds Northwestern final scores a little closer than you know, the game really reflects never you know, game though, yeah. But Ohio State pounds Northwestern. Northwestern turns around and beats Illinois and Wisconsin. No, sorry, Illinois and Indiana. Wisconsin right. loses to Illinois after Illinois loses loses Sky Clark. And Ohio State loses two in a row, one of which to Maryland. It's just all it's all wacky. It's all crazy. And it's not all home on the road, you know, like we've seen before. It's it's just it's kind of wacky right now. Life in the Big Ten, it's it's crazy. I, I I truthfully believe that Purdue is the class of the Big Ten right now. Um, that might not be the case in three weeks' time, but they are almost, I would say, by far and away the best team right now. Like they, I would take them against every single team in the Big Ten, and after that, it's a group of five or six teams that are really solid, but haven't separated themselves. And Northwestern might've entered that sort of conversation as bad as they looked against Ohio state. But you think about Wisconsin just lost um, Ohio state, two game losing streak, Penn state just lost to Purdue, but were, was winning at halftime and has won a, and just beat Iowa. Iowa one is one, two in a row beat Rutgers. Rutgers just beat Purdue, but lost to Iowa. All these teams, it's just the nature of the Big Ten. They're going to beat each other up. That's what this whole season's going to be about. But when it's all said and done, I really think it's going to be Purdue and everybody else. It might not even be record-wise that that to be the case. But I can't see, you know, 
and this is the Big Ten blinders, right? Because they're not as good as you think they are, and they're not as bad as you think they are all year because they just get beaten up all year. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing come March Madness, the Big Ten is going to beat teams that they shouldn't have beaten March Madness because they're more battle-tested, but they're also going to lose because they aren't as talented as some other teams. And this week was the perfect example of that. Um, when you're listening to this, my Big Ten rankings will be out, my power rankings. I might just throw every single team on the same tier except for Purdue and Minnesota. Um, well, you mentioned might- Minnesota. Ohio State has a potential get-right game against Minnesota Thursday, but it also is a potential, like, all right, what pause the breaks. What's, what's going on? I don't think that's going to happen. I know you don't think that's going to happen, but obviously I feel like those are the two sides that this can go. You're either going to be saying to yourself, that was the game they needed, or it's going to be close or a loss, and you're going to be – I'm not saying they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything but a big win, you're going to have cause for concern against a bad Minnesota team. No, I I, I disagree. Any win is a good win in Big Ten. I survive in advance, right? I mean, any win. There's no pictures on a scorecard, right? So, but yeah, if, if we if we are winning by 15 and end up winning by three, that's different than um, if yeah. it's back and forth all game and we win by five, whatever. And that's a close game still. I, I the the reference of the panic button, right? for the Ohio state season, we'll end with this. Minnesota is a must win. There's no doubt about it. It's like almost a must win by 10, right. As you're kind of alluding to, but any win is a good win. You have to win the game. It was Minnesota's desperate for a win, but they're just, they're just not, you just got to win that game at home. Um, but the panic button's in the drawer. The drawer is closed. I'm not even thinking about it, but if the game is close and we don't look good, then maybe I look in, on my phone in my notes to see, oh, where did I stash that panic button? But I'm not anywhere close to pressing it or looking for it or finding it or anything. So the sky is not falling. That's how we started the show. That's how we'll finish the show. Um, Buckeye basketball Twitter is hilarious because they're still in football season form where they think they have to win every, win every game by 30. That's not how it works in basketball, everybody. The Big Ten in in – Unlike in football, every single game in the Big Ten in basketball is tough, and every team is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, excited for Minnesota. It is funny because talk about like a – I was talking about how they're going to bounce back. This is like, okay, real deal. It's time to bounce back, boys. Time to prove um, what Ohio State is all about and and go from there. So I'm excited. I'll be there. Shout out to, to my cousin Matt and his son Bernie. If, if you guys are listening, they'll be with me. Um, it'll be a really fun game. Uh, I just yearn for a good performance, just yearning for it. I think we're going to get it. Shout out to Denny intro and outro. Um, is it one or is it one or two games between now and the next episode? It's gotta be two, right? I think it's just one. Let's see. We got Minnesota Thursday and Rutgers Sunday at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah. So that's that's two two very very different games. One you should win, one you wanna uh, compete in for sure. Um, anything else? I don't think I got anything else. Um, shout out to Denny though. We got to get him back on soon. I know we keep saying that, but absolutely. Um, Buckle up, drive the lane, go Buckeyes, beat. Please beat Minnesota, and then we'll see what happens with the Scarlet Knights.
Dancing around all these lames in my lane Out my way unless you're trying to pay me Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on Bumble And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she only calls you uncle